Manx Radio Sport. Hello, good evening and welcome to the programme. Half an hour of looking ahead to what is a busy sporting weekend yet again in the Isle of Man and off the Isle of Man for our Manx-based teams. Coming up, we'll be talking football with our resident correspondent, Tony Mappam. We'll also hear from Dave Christian. Uh, some big rugby games taking place off Ireland this weekend. Unfortunately, no games here in the Isle of Man. And also, we'll be talking hockey, or certainly Rob Pritchard will be talking hockey with Ben Cunningham. Another full fixture list for them to go through in the show. But we'll start this week with uh, football. Good evening, Tony. It's uh, great to have you along. Um, we're going to start, I think, with FC Isle of Man, uh, who are away this weekend. First time in a long time, over a month, I believe. Yeah, it is. And uh, certainly last week, uh, Dave, that's one of the best performances I've seen them. That was a 3-0 win at home to Skelmersdale. Exactly. Yeah. It was a fantastic second half performance because um, Skelmersdale looked quite tidy in the first half without any sort of finished product. Uh, FC Isle of Man did really well in the last sort of quarter of an hour, the first period. But in that second half, they were absolutely mustered. And even when they changed things around, Paul Jones got his substitutions absolutely spot on. And uh, the new players that came on, just uh, carried on as if uh, the other ones had uh, remained on the pitch. So it was great to watch. Well done to them. And to keep that uh, clean sheet as well, it'll mean a lot to the boys. Tough task tomorrow, though, because we've got FC out of man mid-table, but they're away against a side that's fifth in the league and have unbeaten at home in 12 matches. So do you think Paul Jones and his guys would be looking to take at least a point, or maybe at most a point from that game? Well, I've always said that uh, FC Alaman look quite good against the better teams. Um, it's the sort of teams that are below them where they have found it uh, quite hard. But no, I think they've got a great opportunity and uh, they're away from home. So not as much pressure, if you like, because a large crowd uh, here on the Isle of Man uh, are OK, they're boisterous and uh, they mm -hmm. really get behind the team. Uh, but the one that uh, I'm pretty certain Paul's looking after is uh, the one next week against uh, Berry because that's going to be a huge game. You mentioned that they seem to do better against the better teams is that an attitude problem perhaps I don't think it is I think um, sometimes it can be uh, a little bit of confidence but I think uh, Paul's team now is starting to get balanced because if he does pick up an injury uh, the person that can come in is is just as good uh, I think before that he's always uh, found it a little bit difficult maybe playing players out of uh, position but uh, you know Jack McVeigh having him back in and his experience throughout football is good and uh, when you look at Dean Pennington he's busy in that in midfield I thought uh, last week uh, Carl Watson was absolutely brilliant and uh, Charlie Higgins is, is flying as well, scoring plenty of goals and causing all sorts of problems to create goals for other players as well. So it's great across the board for Paul and they've just got to keep this confidence that they've got at the moment there. We're still in something of a bleak midwinter weather-wise um, and we're in third season now for FC Isle of Man, two and a half campaigns under their belts. The very first campaign, of course, practically... You couldn't get a seat at the bowl. No. Uh, it's not been so good since they've gone up to the Premier Division. Any sign of the crowd starting to come back yet? Or is it still, is it kind of plateaued out a little bit? Well, it's, it's probably plateaued out a little bit. The weather's not uh, helped. That's what I say, yeah. Uh, because uh, when uh, sort of March comes, uh, the weather gets better and, uh, you know, the people come out and watch. But no, it's still great support. And when you look right the way through the Premier League, um, you know, they're, you know, bury ahead of them. But they're there, they're amongst it. And it'll be really interesting, Dave, to see next mm. week when they play Berry, uh, because they bring over a large crowd. But 
a lot of people do sort of concentrate on going to the better games and mm. um, that's going to be great to watch that. Yeah, we're expecting because mm. Berry, of course, they were. Uh, I think there might have been founder members of the Football League, possibly. There might have been the original 12. I'm not too sure. But anyway, um, they did go out of business a few years ago, sadly, and they've had to start at the bottom again. Uh, you know, Phoenix from the Flames type situation. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, we, any any idea what kind of crowds that we, we might expect to see down at the bowl next week? I don't know, but um, last time they brought over uh, a lot of people uh, because they did uh, concentrate. When you look at uh, Kendall, when they came over, mm. um, that's a good a crowd as I've seen this season. And mm. unfortunately, the weather didn't allow them to get back. But that's I right. think they yeah. enjoyed everything that the Alaman had to provide for them after the game. And um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those. But I think um, now the way that they're playing, uh, they can sort of climb up that league. And the playoffs is a, a, a big, big call. Mm-hmm. But if they did get some really cracking results together against the best sides as well, then who knows? Well, it- going to look now at uh, close to home with the GH Call at Woods <coughs> Cup and the Canada Life Premier League and the DPS uh, Limited Division 2 games but before that Tony I want to there's a big topic has been raised in the news this week and that's about the blue cards and the sin bins yep. and everything so but that's something that we kind of know about here already in the Isle of Man so yeah. this is the Premier League they're talking about maybe adding to red and yellow cards having a 10 minute sin bin etc but uh, as I say the Isle of Man you know, we've, we're down this road. Yeah, it's quite interesting that, Dave, as well, because, yeah, the Simbin's uh, been in for a while now and uh, we can calculate uh, at the end of the season how many have been involved. But it, it's quite difficult because it's the yellow card that they show to suss out if they're Simbin'd or booked or whatever. Um, so, if anything, we sort of asked, was there a chance of a, bringing a different coloured card in? And the English FS, FA said, no chance. Okay. Um, but here they are now sort of um, looking at it. Now, from what I've heard, that um, is probably not going to happen at the moment because... Uh, With the English FA, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. um, you know, it's just rumour mill going. But dissent is, is one of the worst sort of things that you can have in football because, yeah, you're frustrated with something that's just happened. Mm. And if it hasn't been awarded your way, um, you show dissent to the officials. And, um, you know, the Alaman FA are actually working on it at the moment, Dave, to bring back in the respect campaign because we've noticed uh, lately in junior football as well Mm. um, an increase in uh, the lack of respect towards officials to, you know, opposition, everything else like that. And, you know, it's proving costly for some of the players because they're getting sent off and then the team goes on and gets And they beaten. get fined for that. There's a, you don't yeah, just yeah. get a yellow card and a red card. There's also a fine attached to that, isn't there? Correct. There is administration charges, they like mm. to call it. And again, that's brought in by the English FA. That's not the Alaman FA. OK, mm. they might benefit from the finances side of it. But it's up to the players just to curtail themselves because we're battling um, to get people involved in to officiate. And unfortunately, the dissent is uh, sort of reared its ugly head again, and it needs to stop. Otherwise, uh, these new officials that have come in, who are probably find it a little bit tougher now than they did at the start of the season, um, might just uh, throw the towel in. So, uh, please, boys, just concentrate on the game. We all know it's a competitive sport, but you know, just show some respect to the officials. Twenty odd years ago, we did bring in the ten yard rule, you know, for dissent, free kicks, etc. You know, and if a free kick was awarded, and then a player was dissenting about the decision. The referee then would move the ball forward 10 yards, but that didn't seem to last long. Why did that not work? I don't know. Um, again, directives come from the English FA. and Because um, it was trialled in Jersey. I remember that. They had that first, and then we followed suit. Yeah, I think we only did it for like uh, one season, but 
Um, the problem is, you know, right the way through, you try these uh, things out like the sin bin because I thought the sin bin um, would work. But I think, um, you know, some officials' tolerance levels are a lot lower than others. So this is where the confusion comes in. But, you know, they're only human mm. and they're refereeing a game of football to, you know, allow the game to go on. Dave. And sometimes without the aid of assistance as well. Oh, definitely this year, there's hardly been any assistance at any games because, um, you know, when you look at the average age of an official now, it's quite high. And when you've got referees who are 60, 70, um, mm. you know, it's a credit to them for being able to run around. I couldn't do that but my age. But, you know, it's, it's all down to uh, just adhere to the rules and show some respect to the officials and your position and the game will be fine and much improved. Do the clubs need to get maybe a bit more of a grip on this themselves and not maybe, I mean, obviously it is the player's responsibility, but sometimes, you know, if a player is showing a lot of dissent to the referee, maybe they should be, I know it's a big ask, but to take that player off and have them subbed. I think, um, you know, rolling subs is in there, so it's easy. You, mm. can, you can pull them off if someone's losing the cool, and I know some officials do, uh, but, you know, it's up to clubs because uh, certainly at some of them, um, if a player steps out of line, they deal with them before it comes up in front of the Alaman FA. And that's fantastic because, you know, we understand people could have a bad day at work or whatever reason um, and it, they bring it onto the football field. But um, it's costing us dearly at the moment because maybe one or two people who are keen on uh, taking up the whistle mm. are just reluctant because they see it. Not every Saturday, but some Saturdays, the descent from players. OK, Um Tomorrow we're going to talk about the Isle of Man, the national side, because that's yep. gone very, very quiet. So yep. make sure you join us uh, tomorrow from 5 till 6. I was going to ask you about it now, but I'll save it till tomorrow because <laughs> we've got some big, big games. First of all, the Woods Cup preliminary round tomorrow, Old Boys against Jim's. Um, there'll be a result at the end of that game. Yeah, there's got to be a result. So after 90 minutes, if it's still all square, we go into uh, extra time, 30 minutes, and then into a penalty shootout. But, you know, looking at it, Old Boys had a great result last week against uh, St George's. So against Jim's, they are slight favourites. We'll do the draw tomorrow night as yep. well, Dave. Um, get that one uh, out of the way because uh, uh, certainly uh, the boys uh, haven't got long. The final is on Good Friday, I think it is, so 29th of March. So we need to uh, get that one going. But, you know, great result last week for uh, Douglas High School All Boys. Show great character, a lot of experience in that team. And I can only see them winning tomorrow afternoon. OK, Canada Life Premier League. I think the biggest game's the Northern Derby. Uh, fourth against second, Ramsey versus Air United. Ramsey, anything less. I mean, I know we've kind of discounted them a little bit. A win would kind of put them back into the championship hunt, perhaps. It would, and uh, I think St. Uh, sorry, Air United are a little bit uh, vulnerable at the moment because they've been conceding goals, uh, so that needs to be uh, sorted out. But, you know, Ramsey have uh, slipped off uh, the radar a little bit because uh, they've sort of struggled on uh, one or two fixtures. But, you know, when it comes to a Northern Derby, and you're right, what a setting this is at Balacolone. It's mm. tremendous in there, the stadium, the bank seating. Uh, you're sat looking over Muirig Park at... You can have tea, coffee, whatever. I, I love it down at Balaclone. Mm -hmm, and um, I'm pretty certain that Air United will be looking to just get things back on track again because they got dropped those points recently. Uh, but against Air Ramsey, it's going to be a tough old game. But I just think Air have still got the stronger squad. Um, legally, there's Peel. They're away at Douglas Royal. They won't get that easy, but you'd expect them to come away with the points, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would think so. And uh, I think uh, Peel, just looking at their team, there's one or two uh, players starting to come back in now. Reese Oates, who... Uh, Came off the bench uh, last week. And when you look at Peel last week, 
uh, Dave. They scored, I think it was what three goals or four goals uh, towards the last uh, sort of 10, 15 minutes. So uh, great uh, fight back uh, for them. But with Reese Oates back in there, Paul Whitehead's uh, in there as well. The form of Taylor Andrews on that left-hand side. Thomas Brown as well has been scoring plenty of goals. Then you just think uh, Douglas Royal will find it a little bit tough. But they've had some good results of late. And um, if they can sort of get uh, Dominic McCarry Brennan scoring like he is at the moment, then he can cause some problems for them. But peel to win. Third play, fifth, Laxey at home to St Mary's. St Mary's with games in hand, of course. Um, I, I would say this is too close to call. Well, uh, said that oh, no, last St. week. St Mary's are, are on a roll. They played each other last yeah. week, and um, you know St Mary's uh, took the game completely mm. and mm. Uh, outplayed them. Some fantastic. They're on a roll goals. at the moment, St Mary's, aren't they? They are, but it's been a bit stop and start. Just before Christmas, they didn't have many fixtures. Then after Christmas, with the weather, uh, but they're strong enough. I still feel it's uh, between A United and Peel mm-hmm. uh, to uh, win the league, but. Laxey are going to have a say somewhere and if uh, St Mary's could get some points here and as you rightly say with the games in hand and uh, the they're 13 points, They're 13 points off the top but they've got a couple of games in hand on Peel, a game in hand on Air United but you know, it's a big ask. Yeah, but they've got quality in that team mm. and there's goals everywhere and I just uh, think uh, St Mary's will probably win this one again, mm. but I think it'll be a little bit tighter because I notice Adam Meelan's back in the squad, that'll help things. But uh, Johnny will be Palmer will be reeling after last week's result because it looked good for them at one stage, and, uh, and then St Mary's just took the game to them and, and won the game the comfortably. Bottom three teams are all at home tomorrow, and all winnable games, I would say. That you know if they get their best performance together. You know, uh, Braden at home, and uh, maybe not against Corinthians, perhaps, but certainly um, around against Russian. Maybe you could see a, a re- home result there. Union Mills against St John's, you could see a home result there. You could. Um, I think uh, St John's uh, still one or two uh, players missing, but Ryan Kelly uh, come in as uh, manager for Union Mills, and again they've they've played all right. They've scored some goals, which helps. Uh, so if you've got uh, sort of like Jordan Crawley up there, Luke Booth as well, uh, Tyler Hughes is back in the squad as well, which helps things. Then Union Mills got a good opportunity against uh, St John's, but I watched them last week. Will Penhorick uh, got injured, so whether he plays tomorrow, we'll wait and see. But Braden against Corinthians. I wouldn't say games are running out, but uh, you need a bonus yeah. uh, result somewhere, and there's a chance maybe for Braddon. Mm. Tighter pitch. Be a big ass, though, I think. Yeah, it won't it? suit yeah. Corinthians, but, you know, Corinthians um, were made to work hard for the result last week in the Cup, and uh, certainly uh, Moran against uh, Russian. Moran are playing quite mm-hmm. well at the moment, but so are Russian, so that'll be a tight game, but I think Russian will just sneak it. OK, briefly dip our toe into DPS Limited Division 2. Four of the top five are playing each other tomorrow. Big points on offer here. Uh, Michael United... Um, at Onken is the standout, I think. Yeah, it probably is in the league game. Um, you know, Onken have uh, got some really good players in there. They can, uh, you know, mix it with uh, sort of, you know, any quality that comes through. And the reason why I say quality is Liam Kane, who's been scoring a hatful of goals for mm-hmm. uh, Michael. But I'm going to go for Onken to win that one. And in the Southern Derby, uh, Castletown against uh, Colby. Uh, Colby uh, slipped up last week, but uh, certainly against uh, Castletown. Uh, it's always a, a good battle. Players have played for each club, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, and uh, now I just feel that Castletown have got to get the ship in order, get the results going, and against Colby, they should win. And finally, having dropped only four points in the league all season, you'd expect Foxdale to come away with all three away at Douglas and District. Definitely. And uh, against uh, D&D, D&D, again, have uh, you know, got uh, Daniel Stewart-Clegg in there, can score goals. But uh, Foxdale, 
Uh, they're scoring goals all over the place. And when you look at Charlie Harrison's in there, playing really well. Jay Chatwood as well uh, has been absolutely flying. I just think Foxtel will be too strong. Tony, we'll see you tomorrow night uh, here on Manx Radio's AM service from five o'clock with a classified check roundup. Thank you very much. Manx Radio Sport. Now with a look ahead to the weekend's rugby fixtures, here's Dave Christian. English Clubs Championship Rugby gets underway again this weekend for Vagabonds and for Vagabonds Ladies. For Douglas, they have a week off, which is pretty good. They picked up four serious injuries last week and all the players will need a little bit of time out to recover from that because their next fixture is against the league leaders, Birkenhead Park. Vagabonds this weekend head off island to Birchfield in Lancashire. It's just north of Witness on the map. Well, Faggers beat them 33 points to 10 in the earlier game at Bella Fletcher this season and will fancy their chances away from home. Birchfield have only won two from eight. Vaggers, I think, from memory, are six from nine. They're challenging for promotion. And really, with the dwindling number of fixtures left, they need to take every point they can between now and the end of the season. Their last two games are against Ashton Underline and Colin Nelson, and they're the teams above them in the table in first and second. Uh, one's at home, one's away. I don't think that will phase them too much. They know what they have to do if they want to be promoted. The guys have had a couple of weeks off. They should be coming back fully fit. No reported injuries coming out of Bella Fletcher. However, and it's a big however, they may be a little bit short of game time. I know a couple of the Vagabonds players have had runs out with the Isle of Man Barbarians in the intervening period because it's been a couple of weeks since their last match. Uh, but that lack of match fitness may come back to haunt them. But with a 33-10 win at Bala Fletcher, you suspect that Birchfield won't be up to the job tomorrow afternoon. We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, no team news at present from Bala Fletcher. Uh, hopefully we'll have some on Saturday Sport Preview with Paul Moran at lunchtime tomorrow. Vagabonds ladies on the road as well. Uh, they've not had a good season so far. They've lost all five of their matches to date. They've had a little bit of a change around within the squad. Some of the older, more established players are hanging up their boots. They've got some younger players coming in uh, who are showing little bits of talent here and there, but they're just not quite functioning together as a team yet. Hence the uh, big results uh, against them. Uh, this week, Broughton Park, they're in second place, I think, in the standings and challenging for promotion and looking pretty good for it as well. So uh, that means Vaggers ladies backs against the wall. It will be in this away match. The home fixture against Broughton Park, well, that was their last game, which was way back on the 2nd of December, almost two months ago. So Vaggers ladies definitely show on match fitness, but it hasn't deterred their enthusiasm. They've been training hard, working hard. They've got a couple of new players coming in this weekend. Some established ones in there too. That halfback pair and Sammy McDonald at a scrum half. Leona McDonald at standoff. Uh, those two have worked together for a couple of seasons now. So that's reasonably well established. Plenty of power in the forwards as well. So I think Vaggers are... I'm hoping at least that they they don't have the same sort of 60-0 result they had at home. Get a couple of scores on the board. That will be an incremental improvement from where they were in December and try and build towards the end of the season. Away at Broughton Park is probably not the game for them to expect to burst onto the scene with a win. So I suspect we're going to see Vaggers ladies coming back without any points. Dave Christian reporting. Coming up next, Rob Pritchard and Ben Cunningham look ahead to a packed weekend of hockey in the island. Manx Radio Sport. 
So heading into the latest round of the men's and ladies' hockey fixtures across the Isle of Man this coming Saturday. Let's start with taking a look at the three games in the ladies' Premier League. Two of those are pushing back at 2pm. We'll start with the game in Douglas at the NSC, and that sees Vikings A up against Castletown A. Ben, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think that's going to be a really uh, close game. That uh, Castletown A have found their form, and of course this is uh, the Vikings team that they beat last season to uh, get that league title. But Cast Vikings, though... Top of the league at the minute and looking really good. So it's going to be a tough ask for Castletown to maybe get one over them. But as our predecessor Sam Spooner says, never rule out a Castletown team causing a shock. Very well. And then at 2pm as well, this time at Castle Russian High School, at Castletown B, they seem to have a very tough task on paper, don't they, Ben, against Valkyrie? Yeah, Valkyrie, of course, just narrowly lost out last week to Vikings A in that top of the table clash. Uh, Castletown B, though, they were on a very... Uh, harsh defeat last week to uh, Harlequins A and uh, yet to score points this season. A tough ask ahead for them against a very good uh, Valkyries A side. And the third game, the Ladies Premier League, is a three o'clock pushback. That's at King's. That's at King Williams College, and that sees Harlequins A against Backers A. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really close game. These two met in the uh, cup uh, competition, and it was a, it was a very narrow two one win to Backers uh, A. So this is going to be a really good game. Two very evenly matched sides. And I think backers will probably get it on the day with their experience in the Premier League. But Harlequins are coming into this on a high following a good victory last week over Castown B. Very well. Then let's take a look at the men's Premier League. Three games there. The earliest pushback is at 12.30 at the NSC. And that sees uh, Vikings A up against Castletown A. Vikings A in good form, Ben. But uh, Castletown A have uh, proven the odd shock or two in the past. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, Vikings A looking really good at the minute at the top of the table, but again, Castown A, they've been known for causing shocks. Could they do it here today? Uh, could they do it here uh, this weekend? Uh, we wait to see, but yeah, really uh, close game on paper. And then at 1.30pm at King Williams College, a big battle at the bottom of the men's Premier League between Backers B and Harlequins A, and Ben, both these teams needing points badly. Absolutely, both needing points. However, Harlequins, they have the advantage at the minute as they do have a point on the board. So a lot riding on this game and it's going to be a very close game. But I think Harlequins are looking probably the favourites at the minute with backers B really struggling to find any points at the moment. And the other game, 2 o'clock at QE2 out in the west in Peel is between two sides still chasing towards the top of the table, trying to chase down Vikings A, an intriguing matchup on paper at least, Valkyries A and Backers A. Yeah, this is going to be a really, really close game and I, I really can't pick a winner between the two sides, but it's going to be very close and it might just come down to one bit of magic or it might just come down to on the day which team uh, has the better focus, but it's going to be a very close game between them two sides. Well, those are the Premier League fixtures. Let's take a quick look through the other other divisions. We'll start with the three games in Ladies Division 1. So the first game in Ladies Division 1 is Castown C against Backers B, 11 o'clock at Castle Russian High School. Then following that at Castle Russian High School at 12.30, we have Backers C against Vikings B. And then at Ramsey Grammar School at 12.30, we have Ramsey A against Valkyries B. And three games also in Men's Division 1 as well. And the first one is at QE2 at 12.30, and this sees Ramsey A against Vikings C. Then at 3.30 at QE2, we have Vikings B against Valkyries B. 
And then at 3.30 at Castle Russian High School, we have Castown B against Harlequinsby.